0: Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Garyan Thorne and you know what we're doing. We're breaking down everything you need to know for Saturday, May 22nd and the 6 game featured slate that kicks off at 7:15, kind of a unique lock time. 7:15 p.m. Eastern on DraftKings. Uh, it's a fun one, really interesting pitching. I think that's the only way I could kind of describe it, and we'll get into that in just one second. Before we do, want to remind you guys that if you head on over to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code MMNMLB, you can have your first deposit matched up to one hundred dollars. So I highly recommend going to do just that. We don't have all of the Prize Picks posted. As of this recording. So I'm just going to wake up tomorrow, tomorrow being Saturday, this being Friday, and I'll let you know who I like Saturday morning. Look for that on my Twitter account at Gary and Thorne, G A R I O N T H O R N E, or at Mayo Media Network. You guys know the drill by this point. All right, let's get into that aforementioned six game slate. So already got like a weird start time also have a really weird player pool, specifically when it comes to pitcher. Right off the hop, there is a massive disparity between the highest-priced pitcher on this slate, Walker Buehler, and Robbie Ray, who comes in as the second-highest-priced pitcher. Buehler is $11,000, Robbie Ray is $9,500, and for Robbie Ray to even be that expensive, clearly it's a mechanism of this slate. The fact that we don't have a clearly defined second best pitcher available behind Walker Buehler, but this is the first time this season Robbie Ray has been over $8,000, let alone 9500 He is pitching much better his past five starts. The walks have been way down. The strikeouts have been way up. However, with Robbie Ray living in the strike zone, with that zone rate coming up, He's given up a lot of hard contact as well. He's given up a lot of home runs in his last five starts. That is the give and the take with Robbie Ray. So while the Rays are an interesting matchup for Ray because they've struggled to make contact against left-handed pitchers so far this season, they actually came into Friday leading baseball with a 31.5% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. I think Ray could strike out eight or nine guys in this game. It's just a matter of how many home runs does he give up. And, you know, he's been kind of hovering around like 20 to 25 DraftKings points in a lot of these successful starts. I don't know if he's going to be quite worth it at $9,500, especially considering some of the mid-tier options we have on this slate. I should also point out that if you're going to have the money to spend up on Ray, I, I know it's more to spend up on Bueller. $1,500 $1,500 more. However, try to find that money because I think Bueller is in a very nice spot against the Giants. The Giants have been a, an above average offense uh, for the entirety of the season. They've been even better so far in May. So it's not like I'm saying pick on the Giants. They're bad. However, if they do have a flaw, it's that they strike out a lot. In fact, more than anyone else. Against right handed pitching. Coming into Friday, they had a 28.2% strikeout rate within the split. That was the highest in baseball. So I think Bueller is in a very nice spot in the sense that he can play to his upside, his strikeout upside, with the Giants as an opponent. But like I said, you don't have to pay up. There are options, despite the fact that you've got two teams utilizing an opener and a bulk on this small slate. So your options are pretty limited when we're looking at guys with actual, uh, ceiling in the starting pitcher player pool. One guy I do really like though, and I think he's mispriced is Chris Bassett. He's $7,800. I do have to preface this by saying his last start was not ideal. He went up against the twins. He pitched five innings, gave up four earned runs, had just 5.3 DraftKings points in that game. It was a rough start. However, the five starts Bassett had before that start against the twins were probably the best five starts or at least the best five-start run of his career. In those five games, 32 innings pitched, a 2.81 ERA, a 1.98 FIP, and he had a 33.1% strikeout rate. He was basically striking out 10 guys for every walk in that five-start stretch. I mean, he's that that's incredible. And yes, it's not his last five starts. We have to include that start against Minnesota in the sample. But in general, in 83.3% of his last six starts, he's been phenomenal. And he's been scoring a ton of DraftKings points. And I think at his price point, sub 8K, he's someone you can really utilize. I mean. If Rob, if if the roles were reversed and he was nine thousand five hundred and Robbie Ray was 78, I think I would lean more towards Ray. But with the savings that Bassett brings you and with the strikeout upside he's shown the ability to harness, I, I think he's a phenomenal play at seven thousand eight hundred dollars. Especially considering the, the the Angels have been struggling and and as they should be struggling, uh, the last fourteen days only a two ninety two OBP that is in the bottom half easily of all of baseball, and they don't have Mike Trout, which immediately makes that lineup not great. So the Angels are a team I feel comfortable picking on at this point. I think the A's have a pretty high win expectancy in this game. So I think Bassett really checks all the boxes. I love him at $7,800. Another guy to at least consider, Shane McClanahan, uh, someone who's been getting a lot of buzz since coming up. Uh, Another very highly rated Rays pitching prospect. Um, You know that's. That's kind of the brand name you trust at this point. But he's $7,300, 30.6% strikeout rate in his four starts so far. The concerns I would have, and again, these are mitigated by the fact he's just 7300 One, the Jays do not strike out that much. They have one of the five lowest strikeout rates in all of baseball. Uh, I believe Tyler Glasnow only struck out two Blue Jays on Friday. That kind of shows you an elite strikeout pitcher against this team does not necessarily get those swings and misses like he might against your league average opponent. The Jays have also been scoring a ton of runs. And TD ballpark in Dunedin has kind of, not secretly, I think people have picked up on this, but it's basically Coors Field East at this point. So I do have some trepidation starting a pitcher in that ballpark, especially a left-handed pitcher against a Jays lineup that is so predominantly right-handed. Uh, he's also only maxed out at 80 pitches so far this season. So And we know how skeptical let's say Kevin Cash is of letting a pitcher uh, go into his third trip through the order. So the upside is maybe a little bit limited with McClanahan. I, I wouldn't, he's he's nowhere close to Bassett in terms of viability for me. Uh, one other guy I think we almost have to talk about is Spencer Howard. Um, we've seen this a lot the last couple weeks, top pitching prospects come up and be priced directly at the minimum. Uh, that is the case with Howard. He is $4,000. Now in a perfect world, Would Spencer Howard be facing a red-hot Red Sox offense? No, he would not. However, at 4,000, at the absolute minimum, I'm going to have some exposure to Spencer Howard. The strikeout rate hasn't necessarily translated from the minors to the majors in the small sample we've seen Howard You know, across his career, specifically in the games he starts, because he has struck out eight guys in the four and a third innings he's pitched at the major league level so far this season. All three of those appearances, however, were in relief. Uh, still, we, we are talking about someone who is the number one prospect in the Phillies organization and throughout the minors, many stops at the minors, has a strikeout rate hovering around 35%. So he has elite strikeout stuff. He has the pedigree. The matchup is terrible, but the price point makes up for all of that. So I think considering, especially some of the teams you are going to want to stack on this six-gamer. I think Howard is in a really nice spot because he creates the opportunity to spend up so much uh, at particular positions. So that will kind of wrap up the pitching dissection for Saturday. Let's talk about some offenses. Uh, so I mentioned a couple different teams were going with an opener and a bulk guy. It's a little unclear what we're going to get um, with, with the Dodgers, considering that the Giants are going to use some sort of combination of, it, it looks like Scott Casimir and Nick Tropiano, two names most people will recognize, uh, but might not know we're still, you know, active baseball players. Uh, we haven't seen Tropiano. We did see him last season in Pittsburgh. I don't think many people were paying attention. Um, Casimir, we have seen also last season, uh, you know, was in A in April and May uh, prior to apparently making this emergency start. Uh, Casimir... It might be a piggyback situation. Kazmier might go until he struggles. Like, we don't really know. But it seems like is going to start this game. Tropiano's going to come in. I just don't fear either of those guys. And while the Dodgers offense is no, not nearly what it could be uh, when, you know, Cody Bellinger or Corey Seeger are in the lineup, uh, they're priced down for this game, which is somewhat surprising. Uh, Justin Turner is just $4,500. He might get two plate appearances against the lefty and Casimir. That would be amazing. Uh, Will Smith is just $4,400. Uh, Chris Taylor is just $4,100. He could be batting anywhere from you know, third or fourth or even fifth in this lineup. And then one name you have to consider, I mean, it, I, I would call myself crazy three weeks ago, but Albert Poulos. Uh With Casimir starting this game, you would assume that Pulhos is going to hit cleanup as he has the last couple times the Dodgers have faced a left-handed pitcher and Pulhos is the bare minimum. He is two grand on Saturday's slate. I know he's not Albert Pulhos anymore, but he's still a capable hitter, especially against left-handed pitching. He's going to be in a premium lineup spot and he's the minimum. So maybe you're not someone who's looking to play Spencer Howard and you need other ways to save money. That way to save money is Albert Pujols, strangely enough. Uh, one more team I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Padres going up against Justice Sheffield. Uh, we know the drill with Sheffield. Uh, has great stuff, but the control can definitely leave him at times. He can put multiple runners on base. He's struggled so far this season on the road, pitching away from Seattle. He's got a three eighty five opponent Woba so far within that split Um, And there's a lot of guys who can hit left-handed pitching, historically. uh, They're struggling this season against lefties, but uh, Tatis, obviously, $5,900 if you can afford him. Machado, uh, some struggles this season, but historically has hit left-handed pitching very, very well. He's $5,300. Austin Nola is another name to consider. Got first base and catcher eligibility that kind of helps with your lineup and your build. Um, He's got a career 217 isolated power against left-handed pitching. The one name, though, to really keep an eye on, we have reports that Will Myers might be activated off of the COVID IL prior to this game. If that's the case, uh, Myers, just going back to 2020, was one of the best hitters of left-handed pitching in all of baseball. It's something he's done throughout his career And he's just $3,100 because he has been on the IL for so long. So if he's active, he's probably going to be hitting in the middle of that order against a struggling left-handed pitcher. I think Myers could be one of the better plays on this slate, even if he is a little rusty. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about some bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're going to actually stick to some afternoon games for these bets. Let's start with Arizona against Colorado in Coors Field. Little nerve-wracking to trust Madison Bumgarner at Coors Field, especially considering his first start this season at Coors Field did not go well. However, Madison Bumgarner's last six starts, 1.32 ERA, 2.69 FIP, holding opponents to a one eighty seven WOBA. He's been phenomenal his last six starts. And while, yes, he has to pitch at Coors Field, So does Antonio Sensatella, and this is someone who, for the season, has a 521 expected ERA. He's given up at least four earned runs in half of his starts so far this season. This is a lopsided pitching matchup. It just is. Like, any way you cut it, put it at Coors Field, put it in Arizona, put it on the moon, Madison Bumgarner is better than Sensatella. So I think that fact that you can get Arizona's money line right now on the road at just minus 112, that's some value to me, and I will... Ride with that. I will pick the Diamondbacks to win on the money line uh, at that short number. Uh, The other afternoon game that I have a lean with is the Washington-Baltimore game. I like the over 9.5 runs in that contest. That is minus 105 right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Basically, you've got two left-handed pitchers I don't trust in Bruce Zimmerman and in John Lester, and you've got two offenses who came into Friday Top 10 in baseball in WOBA within the split. There's a lot of guys on each one of these rosters that can hit left-handed pitching. Uh, Zimmerman has been awful so far this season. He's got a 597 expected ERA. Lester had that one decent start to get things going in 2021 against the Marlins. Um, And since then, it's been bad. His last three starts have not been good. Specifically, his last start against the Cubs, he got really roughed up. I see that continuing. He's just not generating any swings and misses. The zone contact rate is really high. The swinging strike rate is really low. Even the Orioles, uh, who have, like I said, been so much better this season against left-handed pitching than against right-handed pitching. I think they can take advantage. And then past the two starters, Baltimore's bullpen has been regressing like crazy so far in May. They've got a 579 ERA in the month. Uh, Basically, any pitcher who gets into this contest is susceptible to give some runs. So I think this one goes over nine and a half at minus 105. Diamondbacks money line at minus 112. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Speaking of Prize Picks, again, check out my Twitter at Gary and or at Mayo Media Net to find out who I like on Prize Picks for Saturday. Those will be posted in the morning. And I will see you guys next time.